Welcome to episode five of the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast. If you listen to episode four, you learned what it means to be certified to an industry consensus standard and the benefits that certification can bring to an organization. Today, we rejoin our conversation with Ovidio Montano, ASSP Senior Manager of Standards Development, as he guides us through the steps of the certification process. So for those organizations who may be interested in certifying to an industry consensus standard, taking that next step, trying to gain some of those benefits that you've talked about, I wonder if you can just paint a picture of what that process is like, what somebody can expect when certifying their facility or process to an industry consensus standard. Yeah. So obviously the first step is the organization has to decide internally that they're going to certify, uh, they're going to pursue certification. So once a company makes the decision, then at the high level, the process consists of several steps. First, obviously, uh, they need to request a quote from an accredited registrar that provides the certification services. Then the, the provider will issue the quote. They need to review the contract for the auditing and certification services. And the quote will be based on the information they provide, and they need to decide whether they're going to move forward with, um, with the contract. Uh, the next step is optional. Uh, um, and you can go through a pre-assessment, and basically what that does is it helps set the expectations for the audit. This is specifically um, useful for clients to prepare for an audit, especially if they never uh, went through the auditing process. Uh, then uh, after that, either you go through uh, pre-assessment or if you're ready, um, you schedule the formal assessment. And this includes both a document review and a site visit if, if necessary to assess basically how well the client implemented the relevant standard. Okay. Okay. Then uh, typically there will um, be gaps identified that will will require corrective actions and they're called non-compliances so those need to be addressed and that that will take some time for the client after all that is taken care of the initial certificate will be issued and the certification body will basically issue the certificate based on the results and the successful completion of any of the non-compliance or mm -hmm. fixing any of the non-compliances found after that, there are two years of what I call surveillance audits. So just because you got certified the first year, you need, that's not enough. You need on a yearly basis to continue to demonstrate that you're still applying uh, or conforming to the, to the standards. Sure. So, so the auditor will come in once a year for, for two years. Uh, that is done 12 months after the initial certification. And you have to do that in order to maintain your certification. Sure. So if you decide, hey, I already got my certificate uh, and I don't want to do this anymore, that's perfectly fine, but then mm -hmm. you no longer have the certification. Right. And so there's certain work that has to be done. It's not just a one-shot deal. You've got to continue to demonstrate that you're following the, the exactly. requirements of the standard. Exactly, okay. yeah. And then after, after altogether after three years, in the fourth year, you go through what is called the recertification, um, which is conducted before the initial certificate expires. And what that entails is doing a, a deeper dive 
into the processes and the documentation, again, to make sure that what was originally implemented and what was audited in the surveillance is still in place. There may be improvements, but the, the fundamental uh, point is, are you still complying to the requirements of the standard? Okay. Now, that, that initial process, how long does that typically take to get that initial certification? How long should people be, be planning for to receive that certification? It really depends on the maturity of the organization. If uh, the organization has already gone through an order that is basically related, then that will probably take less than two months. Okay. If the company has never done this, then they have to do a lot of internal work because you have to prepare a lot of documentation. You have to make sure that the processes are actually implemented within your organization. And to prepare all the, the required documents for the audit itself. So that can take anywhere from six months to a year. Again, depends on the size of the sure. company, okay. depends on the maturity uh, of the processes and how many resources the company can dedicate to, to prepare. Sure, for. makes sense. In terms of the certification bodies themselves that would be carrying out these audits and issuing the certification, there are a lot of certifying bodies out there who provide this service. When organizations are looking to take this step, what should they be looking for when selecting a certification vendor and the qualities that a good vendor is going to bring them when carrying out this process? Yeah, well, of course, that that is going to be a very individual decision by each company. But in general, the first, they should look for certification organizations that are reputable and have deep knowledge of the standards themselves. Then they should also make sure that the auditors have the knowledge to the specific industry. And it can get very complex, but there are different standards applying to different industries. So if you are a subject matter expert in one standard, doesn't necessarily mean you can audit against another standard. So that, that's another criteria. The vendor or the uh, CV should be able to provide an accurate quote and timeline based on the information provided prior to the audit and then adhere to it by having an efficient auditing process. And of course, things may change and if the scope changes, or something happens, you know, that needs to be adjusted. But as a, as a philosophy, I think that's important. And they should make sure that the CB, the certifying body, has a focus on customer service, and they're going to support their clients throughout the whole certification process that I described earlier. So choosing the right certification organization can make this entire process go smoothly with minimal disruption to the business and achieve the goals. And I'm sure that's something that organizations are really looking for, that you know they, they can keep up their regular day-to-day -day business while improving their occupational safety and health processes. And uh, a good certification vendor can really help them do that. Yeah, exactly. The, <clears throat> one of the concerns from the businesses is obviously disrupting their business during the auditing process. So anything that can be done to minimize that would be beneficial to, to the company. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay, great. Well, thank you so much, video for providing your insights today. I know you've given our listeners a lot of great information to think about when considering certifying their facilities and process to an industry consensus standard. So thank you again. Thank you. Be sure to join us next time when we'll be discussing ISO 45001. We'll see you then.